Listening Dog Media. It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. The offside rule. We get it. We're at Wembley, where Paul and Tummins are promoting the Danan Nations Cup tournament draw. We've discussed some topics this week on our Offside Rule We Get It podcast, and we'd like your thoughts on them. So we're going to start with the return of the Premier League at the weekend. There were plenty of stellar debut performances, but who in particular impressed you, starting with Paul? I think it'll have to probably be uh, Benteke. I think with all the um, stuff that went on beforehand, obviously him you know, wanting to leave, wanting to get away, uh, now signing a new four-year do it at Villa, and to go to uh, the Emirates, you know, and, uh, and play the way he did and score, you know, I think, you know, I think he was probably the main man for me. And how about you, Tom? Probably say Ricky Lambert. After the week he had at England, you know, it's very easy to just to just let everything go and start the Premier League season with, you know, oh, I played for England, you know, I've I've been there, done it, and again he carried on to be the man that is and score goals. But who's impressed you most of the debuts that have been made in the Championship so far this season, Paul? If I was being biased, and I'm not the biased type, I'd probably say. Um, Gary McKenzie at my club, I think he's been awesome. I think we tried all summer to get him to get him back in. In our defence, the defence was fantastic last season. Him and Baldfoot kept us up last year, um, and he's come back and he's, his displays have been absolutely fantastic. I mean, him and Kafka have been outstanding as a partnership. Um, not to mention the Baldfoot was had to go to right back. So, um, but Gary McKenzie's been outstanding this year. Tom, yeah, I probably have to agree. I'd say Jack Robinson as well at our place, um, coming down from Liverpool. I mean, he had a great season at the Wolves last year as well. Um, I've known Jack through England and Liverpool as well. So, but now nah, he's a very level-headed kid who wants to play at the highest level, and he's got all the attributes to be a top left back. Paul, um, we heard from Arsene Wenger this week in his press conference, and he, he addressed the press and said, "You know what? You spend the seventy million pound war chest, and I want to give the money and the funds to you. If you were Arsene Wenger, who would you buy right now? Seventy million." Off you go, trolley dash. I'd say to Arsene Wenger to give the funds to me at Blackpool. I could, <laughs> I, I could do with them. As much as you've got money to burn, if, it, if, if there's not the right players who are out there, you know, it, it's not that easy. And I understand where Arsene's coming from because you want quality, you want, to, you want to bring in the right players. And I think the Premier League top clubs have missed a trick here. They should have let uh, Cavani go to uh, PSG. They've let Falcao go to Monaco. These were the two big strikers that were valuable to the Premier League this year and we haven't got and got them. And they would have been perfect for the Premier League, their style of football, the style of play. Once you miss that boat, there's not a, there's not a lot out there and then you're guessing and you're unsure. So um, sometimes it's not good to have money. Sometimes it's better to have no money then you haven't got away of these problems, see? See, I feel quite strongly that he should go for Ashley Williams and he should go for Eto maybe because Amzi have got no money now. If you've not won a trophy in so many years and, you know, fans are going to ask questions because that's what they do. Um, and, um, Sammy Eto'o, he's, he's been about. Um, Ashley Williams, I don't think... Uh, I think he's a very good player. 
but is that is that the issue? Is that the problem? I think Arsenal need a bit more flair. They need some goals. Uh, they need someone to replace Nasri. I don't think they've done that. But also they've missed Jack Wiltshire for you know big parts of last season with, with injuries. And um, it's tough, but I'm sure Arsenal will get it right. Tom, one of our favourite moments of last week was when Balotelli met the Pope. We thought that was brilliant. If you could meet anyone in the world, be they sporting or not, who would be your dream meet? LeBron James. I'm a massive basketball fan. And, you know, when you talk about people doing the best things at the best time, that... That guy seems to do it every single time. I'd actually like to know how big he actually is and how tall he actually is. But as far as sporting greats, you know, at the minute in this day and age, there's, there's, there's not really that come better than him. We know that Balotelli took the Pope of football. What would you take LeBron James? A Blackpool shirt. Do you think you know who we are? No. But you can be <laughs> yeah, time to invest invest some money for Blackpool as that is. <laughs> Come and play for Blackpool centre forward, that's what it is. Next up, uh, we have a, a theme on our podcast and the third theme is always a bit more jovial and this week it's pedigree chum. And it's inspired by you two really because it's people with good sports breeding, father-son relationship but there are more obscure ones up and down the football league where different players come and they've got, for instance Matt Jarvis um, comes from England table tennis breeding Um, both his mum and dad play uh, table tennis to a high standard so just from your own knowledge of different players who come from good stock reveal an obscure player and where they are connected I think so, yeah, yeah, that's my one not yours. Unfortunately you passed yours over to your dad (laughs) and now you've got to think of another one Lindsay, he looks really concerned his mum was a runner, wasn't she? Yeah, she ran up to Justin Hoyt. Yeah, mum was an athletics runner, yeah. I think his mum ran in the, um, the Olympics or something. Yeah, yeah, like. Well done. You got out of that well. Paul, can you remember the first football strip that you put Tom in? Inter Milan. Because when I went to uh, Inter Milan, he was only five, and that was the first one he wore. Tom, can you remember the best kit of your youth? Ronaldinho, Barcelona, number 10 on the back. I actually thought I was Ronaldinho as well. What about the Inter Milan kit? No, no, Barcelona. That cost me a fortune. No, 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 Barcelona. <laughs> Tom, the best advice that your dad has ever given you? Enjoy the job that you're doing. It's not a long career, so make sure you focus, work hard and and get the best out of it that you can. And Paul, the best advice that Tom has ever given you? Don't go to Blackpool. (laughs) 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 Worked out well. Uh, Tom, your favourite footballing memory of your dad? It was probably World Cup 98 when he against Argentina I mean when you're playing that type of games as a young kid especially me growing up wanting to be a footballer as well it's a fantastic feeling that not only my dad but a member of your family's even involved in a game like that and even though it didn't end in the best way it's a it's a feeling for me that I always remember in my head and and hope one day I, I can play in the same game as that. Even as a player your dad was known as the gaffer mm-hmm. have you got a nickname what are you known as? Well, Tubes has just given me the machine yeah. don't know why but I'm going to go with the machine. The machine. Tubes has just given it to me on soccer yeah. And are you going to use it? Um, yeah, food machine more like it. That's what the machine is. <laughs> Back in my day, it was it was different, you know what I mean? But I don't think they do it as such, such, do they? No. You know, as long as it's a good boy, he's fine, he's OK. Pre-match rituals, how do they compare, Paul? I've had my hair cut, all right? But when we played Doncaster, it was our first game, we won, didn't we? Yeah. So I couldn't cut my hair. All right? And then we lost to Preston, I thought, well, it was a cup game, so I don't really count. Yeah. And then we beat, then we beat. I Bar- can't believe you just said that. <laughs> then we beat Parsley. <laughs> uh, it does count, but you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about league games. Uh, then we beat, beat Barnsley, didn't we? Yep. And then we drew at Middlesbrough. We should have won. So I was looking like the hairbear bunch. You know what I mean? I thought I had to get it done because I'm doing this thing today. Um, so normally, if we keep winning games, I keep my hair. We'll see a Fellaini in the future. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Tom. <laughs> Same food, four games. Um, never really change. What um, kind of food is it? Scrambled egg beans on toast. Don't go away from that, never. Mm. Um, I have my own iPod list in the car. 
So when I drive into the ground, it's like blaring out of my car. It's actually quite old school, to be fair. It's not. Is there a top track that you'd recommend for any kids rocking up to training? Glenn Jones, I am somebody. Better so. Kate Bush, running up that hill. Yeah. It's easy. It's better. That's easy cop out, yeah. <laughs> He's the best as well. Uh, that's it from us here at the Offside Rule podcast at Wembley with Paul and Tom Ince. Thank you both very much. The Offside Rule. We get it. Sports Social Podcast Network.